0: Warning, this episode contains foul language, stories that reference murder and sexual assault, and sound effects that may be jarring for some listeners. and meta-terrestrial, full of ghosts and goblins, and of course, the spookiest stories. Each week, we get to hang out and chat about something weird, and this week is your all-time fave episode ever. I'm calling it, I'm predicting that this is going to be an all-time favorite episode. Did I just jinx us? Perhaps. But that is another thing you'll get with Keep It Weird, risks. Risks. So today we are telling ghost stories, ghost stories sent in by you, the listener, or sent in by other friends, IRL, or the digital landscape that is the World Wide Web. We are telling stories that happen to real people. This week we've got ghosts, murders, aliens, and maybe even a phone call from the world beyond. So... As usual, throw on a pair of headphones so you can hear all of the painstaking work I put into these godforsaken episodes that are also my favorite, so please know that I'm JK. Grab your safest blanket, make sure your flashlight has new batteries, curl up, and prepare yourself for some listener ghost stories. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host Lauren. Hello,
1: weirdos.
0: And for the very first time ever, as an extra special Halloween treat for you, we are joined by a guest today. These episodes are sacred to us and you, we know. But we thought if anyone was going to join us to hear some spooky stories, it's gotta be my husband, Handsome Joe.
2: Hello. (laughs) Is
0: that your Halloween voice? Indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and introducing him as your husband. My hubby.
0: He's my hubby now. We, we did it. it. We
2: we took the leap, everybody. We did it. Yeah. My family uh provided the uh you know, the requisite fifteen goats required <laughs> to secure her hand in marriage and uh right, right, right. And, and and now she's my property.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: He owns our folks. Yeah. We're doing a really good job. Congrats. Extra congrats. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Hi. Hello. It's Listener (laughs) Ghost Stories. Yeah, it is. I'm so excited to be here, and I hope y'all don't spook me too badly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know this is kind of a combo of like uh, scary stories to tell Joe in the dark combined with Listener Ghost Stories. This is just the best.
0: Uh, that's what I was about to say. You're lucky that I didn't make you turn all the lights off like I would do for scary stories to tell Joe in the dark. Listeners, oh, right. I literally told them to him in the dark. We were not messing around.
2: Yeah. It was a real you spook, spook it. fest. It
0: yeah. Real, sp-
2: <laughs> real spook fest, y'all. Well,
0: Joe, I think you're going to be even more afraid today because these are real
1: stories. Oh, boy. Sorry about it. Oh, that's true. You were just telling him... Like, scary fiction. fiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's
0: right. (sighs) Which, those stories are getting harder and harder and harder to find. And not because less horror stories are being written, but because so many producers and studios and executives are scouring Reddit and creepypasta and things like that for film and TV ideas. Which Mm -hmm. is great because when someone that high up they can actually provide things for you like when we take stories we'll obviously get permission but we're like we can you know promote something if you like but these people are saying right. like no i'm sorry you can't read my show because it's going to be on fx and it's like that's amazing
1: i know that is so cool
0: i love that to for them. write something that
1: good yeah it should be put on tv and good for fucking you yeah i like that i like that a lot
0: so before we tell the stories, just a quick reminder for y'all: it is currently Friday, October twenty eighth for you, and you have until Monday to start really participating in our Halloween giveaways. So head to your t- head to your Instagram. Well, you do have to be on your Instagram to get to <laughs> our true. Instagram. Log, in so, to Instagram <laughs> log into your Instagram. Log into your Instagram. I don't know your password. That's on you. <laughs> Head to our Instagram or Facebook and like and comment on all of our horror movie posts. Tag us in all of your Halloween celebrations over the weekend in whatever way you celebrate with whoever you celebrate with. And join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast. All of these things will get you points and those of you that really came out and made our month spooky and awesome will be in the running for some really great prizes. The top four first place prizes will have their choice of free merch, a signed copy of the Feminine Macabre Volume 2 that features my article, or a Zoom party with Ooh-hoo. me and Lauren. Hell, maybe Handsome Joe will pop in for a minute. He I, lives won't here. Okay. I won't pop in. I won't. He,
2: he refuses.
0: He refuses to pop in. I won't second and third place winners can choose from the options that are left but please know we will never make you zoom with us if that sounds like the worst thing that's ever happened to you we love you this show exists to make you happy not anxious or stressed but having said that let's get anxious and stressed together with some scary (laughs) story lauren is going to go first
1: yes I am kicking things off with uh, somebody who wanted to remain anonymous. Oh, wow. Okay, that was
0: a wow. Really, I guess
2: really we'll spooky, just start over. That, was a, that was a real spooky sneeze I just did, you that guys.
1: That was the most dramatic that sneeze
0: that is. You're out. You're out. You're off the show.
2: All right. It was a pleasure, everybody. Bye, Thank Joe. you so much for I'll
0: me. let you know how the stories work.
2: Yes, please
1: do. Uh, Man, you know, we gave it a try having a third guest, and this is why it we didn't don't work do
0: it. out. Um.
2: Wait, well, hey, <laughs> I think I think I just got possessed by a ghost.
0: Ooh. Oh. Am, I
2: doing, am I doing this right? Am I yeah, am yes, I participating yes. in the no, spook this is festivities? Exactly, okay.
0: exactly what we need. Cool. It was a cool.
1: sleigh. Cool. Yep. Um. So we're gonna, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna try that again. Everybody, we'll try Ready? it again. Okay. <laughs> Our first story comes to us from a listener who wanted to remain anonymous um but it is a listener from singapore so that's wow love it i know that's Um, pretty awesome i must say not sure where they currently live we didn't quite get to chat about that so it could be somewhere else now but lived in singapore most of their life so here we go from anonymous okay they say i used to be in the military and the training camp bunk that we lived in was said to be haunted Occasionally, our stuff would go missing and reappear in weird places like under our bed or inside a bag that we had zipped up and stuff like that that was no big deal, you could say. It could have been human error, but there was one instance that freaked everyone out. There were plenty of witnesses, and we don't know how to explain it. It was one night after lights out, and my friend was on his phone texting his girlfriend on a phone that was absolutely forbidden to have in the bunk, but he snuck in it somehow. Most of us were drifting off to sleep and were lying on our beds, etc. And then suddenly, he heard shuffling of feet coming from the hallway. So thinking that it was our sergeant, he quickly hid his phone under his pillow, rolled over on his side, and pretended to be asleep. And to this day, what happens next chills me and everyone else who was in that bunk to the bone. While he pretended to sleep, he heard someone right behind him at the other side of his bed softly saying, Don't "Don't worry, worry. you can can continue continue to to pretend pretend to sleep." sleep. Oh. I would dismiss this as a figment of his imagination, except about five other people around him heard it as well, no. including myself. <laughs> Creepier still, there was no one there. And even worse, it was the voice of a little girl that said I don't wanna, it.
2: I don't want to do this <laughs> anymore.
1: For <laughs> reference. I don't, don't, don't want to be
2: on this episode.
1: <laughs> For reference, our training camp was in the middle of an island and was set up away from the main admin blocks. The island had been closed by the government for army training purposes for the past 15 years, so there were no civilians around, let alone kids. And to make matters freakier, when we came back from our weekend home leave, there was a bunch of female hair on this friend's bed, neatly bundled up, long, jet black, and under his pillow was a note that said, Remember me? Now, as I said... We were in the middle of a forest in the middle of an island, and at that point in time, there were no female recruits or personnel on the island at all. Our bunks were locked up for the weekend, and the duty sergeant had no idea that the original incident had even happened, or that this hair situation happened. We never spoke about it after that night, so he knew nothing about it. It probably wasn't him messing with anybody. It still chills me to the bone just thinking about it. Yes, it could have been a prank... But if it were, it was one heck of a prank that was very complex and would have been really crazy to pull off. But I applaud anyone that was able to do it. And that being said, many Singaporean guys will tell you that this camp, Tekong Tekon, is a place where a lot of paranormal stuff happens. And most people who have been through that camp have experienced something firsthand or know somebody who has experienced firsthand. So believe what you want.
0: Jeez, That's some Blair Witch shit. That's creepy. <gasps> That's so a creepy. bundle hair. of hair. The oh. bundle
1: of hair. I cannot, like long black hair just bundled up and a note saying remember me. And I just can't imagine being in that bunk and just like everyone who heard it kind of flipping around to be like, "Wait, we all just experienced that, right? Like there was a little girl in here just a sec." I I just can't imagine that that moment.
0: I feel like I if hate- it was a prank That eventually someone would have revealed themselves, right? Like, isn't that the point of a prank?
1: You'd want to take credit for it and be like, "I scared the shit out of you guys for like a full year."
2: Yeah. If if the idea that you know the killer returns to the scene of the crime is true, then if I think it's kind of the same impulse, right? It's you want to see the reaction, you want to people, you want to see them learn that it was you, or watch them Mm -hmm. figure out what's you know. Eventually, you would want that gratification.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
2: So I so I think that it was uh, most certainly uh, something spooktastic. Yeah. Yes. I'm just, I'm just glad it was hair and not like a pile of like toenails. That'd be that'd be pretty or,
1: or uh, teeth. Yeah. Pretty. Or oh, stop oh, it. No. Yeah. Teeth. I can't. Or what oh, about my God. what
2: about what about toenails that have teeth?
1: Stop. Okay. That's well, even worse. I, I'm wow. never going to sleep again. That sounds like to- the worst thing I've ever heard in my
2: life. To- toenails that have teeth and also like a little bit of hair on top of their heads.
1: Stop. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> with yellow toenails that have fangs. That it's hallow- it's, it's
2: Halloween. I'm trying to do this right. I'm an outsider. What do you want from <laughs> yellow sports?
1: Halloween from Joe.
2: <laughs> Happy was- Halloween. <laughs> Hi. Am I, do- Am I Just doing like, this right? like, want to
0: hear something scary? My least favorite teams are in the playoffs. <laughs> you
2: guys want to hear something scary? Half of the listeners of this podcast won't be able to retire.
0: Whoa, Joe, Whoa. come on. Why'd you bring us down? That me Good. I do that have to good. share with you guys that someone related to me just had a tumor removed that had teeth and hair. That so sucks. Sit with that. I sit down with that for a while. I don't
1: want it. I don't like that. Yeah. So that basically, that means it was a tumor that was like once a twin. no, no. Right? No. no
0: tumors themselves can grow teeth and hair. Oh
1: right, we talked about that. Yeah, on it's podcast. a certain type Ugh.
0: of tumor, but yeah, sometimes people get tumors removed that have teeth and hair, and they find they they can find out via I don't know DNA, like if the tumor has that like DNA, yeah, that it was a twin or something. But Eww. this was not a twin; well, this was just a tumor. Right.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, so yeah, it's cool that like the tumor has uh, like teeth and hair and whatnot, but does it have a personality? <laughs> You know, is it gonna make what, you laugh? That's what I <laughs> want to know. Is it do you want to grow old with it? You know, like, yeah. is sh- like, yeah, sure, you want to fuck it now, but like,
0: Joey, oh you my, know, like, God. what is Joseph. that? Am I not
2: doing this right? Am I not doing you Halloween are... right? <laughs> am I ruining my you so podcast? Broad confused. Listener ghost
1: stories to a level that we were never Depraved. prepared for. Depravity. Is... Oh,
2: all right, okay, I'll keep it to myself. I thought I was a part of this podcast today. I'm sorry, I'll keep Listen. it to myself, everybody.
1: Honestly, keep bringing it on because we need to hear from our listeners if this is what they want. Maybe they're yeah, all going to write in and be like, I really, all the time. <laughs> really <laughs> liked that crass <laughs>
2: discussion. From all right. Joe. All right. So let's go back in time and I'll provide an, an alternate take. OK, so instead okay. of we're rewinding. And now uh, I'll say, uh, when I imagine uh, a tumor that has hair and teeth, I imagine it would sound like, (laughs) if it it could talk, it would sound like that. Like DePiglio? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: My okay, God. we're moving on. We can't talk about yeah. this anymore. Thank you so much, Anonymous, for submitting that terrifying Whoa, tale.
2: Anonymous sent that in? That's amazing. I can't believe the they group took time Anonymous. away from hacking. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. They took time away to participate in our podcast. I'm glad uh, there are fans.
1: I know. I can't believe you didn't know the Anonymous hey. group listens to us. They're weirdos.
2: Ashley and Lauren have been saying it for years. This podcast is really for everyone. So
0: It's yeah, for everyone, right. including... Tiny Anonymous. Gangs. Anonymous. <laughs> Tiny Gangs.
1: Tiny Computer Hacker Gangs. I
0: couldn't think of like the right word for their organization. <laughs> Tiny Gangs
1: was perfect to never change it.
0: <laughs> Our next story comes in to us from Jess. I love this story. And Jess said that they had other strange experiences at this location and others. So if you're interested in reading more, check them out on Reddit, their reddit username is 6081 miles 6081 miles so this comes in from jess i was working as a receptionist at a five-star resort that's about 45 minutes away from the city center everyone who has worked in tourism and or hospitality knows that there are certain periods during the year where it's busier than usual it's called peak season this incident happened during peak season The resort was overbooked and guests were checking into their rooms one after another at the reception counter. I was almost done checking in this nice lovely couple when I saw this family of five standing behind them and tried to finish up the whole check-in process so I could assist the family that was next in line. You might be thinking that when I say family of five, uh, it's the parents and three kids, right? But it's actually the parents, two kids, and one elderly woman, who at the time I assumed was either the husband's or wife's mother. Now, the resort's policy was to get all the details of every guest that was staying in the resort, and it's for a good reason. Safety. It's the same reason all the airlines do it when they obtain their passengers' info. So I told the husband we needed everyone's details, and he just said, sure, no problem. And of course, I was expecting five names on the registration form. By the time I realized there were only four names, the family was already at the concierge area to pick up their luggage, and then left to go to their rooms, and I couldn't go after them as I was assisting another guest. Like I said, it was peak season. So all I could do was just watch them from afar walking towards the elevators and disappearing from sight. The whole time they were walking, the old woman just followed them from behind quietly, but I didn't give much thought to it and went right back to assist the guest that was in front of me. After the buzz that had died down at around 4 p.m., I decided to ring the family's room to inform them there were missing details. The husband came down to the reception alone, and I told him I needed the info of his or his wife's mother. This man just stood there, stared at me for what felt like an entire minute, and said, It's only my wife and I and our two kids. Me being confused, obviously, said, But sir, I saw there were five of you. And at this point, I actually thought he was lying to avoid paying for a third-person charge for one of the rooms um, because, you know, the hotels offer, like, complimentary breakfasts and shit. He took another minute and asked me what this elderly woman looked like, to which I explained she had gray hair and it was short like a bob. I also told him she was wearing this red cheng shirt with long black slack pants. Right as I told him that, he quickly took out his phone, frantically scrolled for a few seconds, and showed me a picture of the same woman in the same clothes, lying in a closed coffin that had a clear glass cover so you could still look inside. What? I just nodded slightly, and he said that that's his mother. She died unexpectedly a few months ago. I was, to no surprise... Too shocked to say anything at this point, but somehow managed to mutter the words, I'm so sorry for your loss, sir. I'm so sorry about this. He just said it was okay, gave me a small smile, and left without saying anything. When they checked out two days later, we just pretended like that whole thing never happened. Luckily enough, the elderly woman was not there. I still get goosebumps just thinking about it to this day. Oh. My God. Can you imagine nope
2: you nope. know for a fact that that old lady just spent the next two days chowing down on all the croissants and muffins she could stuff into her <laughs> yeah.
0: face yeah <laughs> yeah as, as the most as,
2: as the most elaborate unnecessary ruse of all time was seriously
0: for several
2: <laughs> croissants
0: can you imagine <laughs> like that's actually oh a brilliant idea if you're like we have to bring right. mom but we don't want to pay for my mom. mom lay in this coffin Act Lay dead, in this
1: casket. We're gonna take a picture. Wear we whatever took, we took you want to wear we, to the resort. We, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. We took we took mom to Madame Tussauds that one time. it's took this really funny picture of her. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that would honestly be the best trickery <laughs> of genius. All time.
2: Not to make light of the story, I'm I'm just a child who can't refrain from making a joke. Um, that is quite spooky.
0: Very
1: really spooky. Yeah. But I also, can't imagine looking at the photo and just being like, "Uh-huh, yep, okay., here's your tickets and just carrying on with your day,
2: ironically enough, it's only spooky for the rest of us for that person in question. It was probably the most comforting thing that they had ever experienced.
1: That's true, yeah. Yeah. like, oh my so, gosh, you got to see her that's yeah, cool. oh my God, my mom's was with, with me. That's
2: the best thing that's the best thing I've ever learned,
1: yeah, yeah, right? you know that's that's that actually pretty special. that's actually pretty sweet. Because you hope, you hope and pray that your loved ones will, you know, stick with yeah. you. Because everybody says that, like, they're always with you in some way. And it's like, okay, great. I'm still going to be grieving for the next 10 years. But yeah, to know that somebody is actually with you,
0: that's really sweet. But I do feel Very like sweet. if I pass on and I'm a ghost or whatever, I better be flying and floating around. If I got to walk my ass everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> I just hate
1: walking. walking. <laughs>
2: You'd be like, what? what's up with these it-follows-rules bullshit? Like, yeah,
1: I, 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 gotta, I have to slowly walk I gotta, around I my I family? Walk. I, I have walk. to follow these people around and walk every step. I don't get to float like Casper. Yeah, yeah that's
0: I want to flip around and do do floaties. Um, Jess, that story is terrifying. I can't wait, wait to hear more stories about this place. Also, tell me where this resort is. I love a good right. resort, and I love ghosts. I know the resort doesn't seem like it's haunted, but... She said she had other stories. Maybe maybe it is. That's really good. Yeah.
1: Okay. I have another story from – I'm just – we're traveling the world because this listener is from Turkey. Damn. Actually, I think you saw – I think you may have seen this email come in, but then you didn't get to read the story that was sent along with it. But I yeah. think you also were included on it. But, yeah, we had a listener from Turkey write into us, which is just so cool. We love – Learning what parts of the world our listeners are from, it seems to always surprise us and new places are popping up all the time. And also like
0: people from other countries, I just automatically assume they're more mature than me and that I'm a dumb idiot to them. So the fact that you don't think that about me or maybe you do, I shouldn't make assumptions, but the fact that you enjoy (laughs) listening to me makes me think that you don't think I'm a dumb American idiot and I appreciate you.
2: To say nothing yes. of the fact that that, that landmass, modern-day Turkey, absolutely fascinating history. Some of the most important moments in civilization have taken place there. It was the gateway between the East and the West. It was the seat yep. of the Holy Roman Empire. Istanbul is Constantinople, as they might be giants once told us.
0: Istanbul is
1: Constantinople. Yes, Istanbul. <laughs> I was like, I can't help it.
2: Welcome, Turkey. We are We are happy to have you.
0: So happy to have you
1: mister Anthropologist over there was like that ready shit. with the yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> Turkey,
2: Turkey rules Ottoman empire that's a fascinating history,
1: yeah, we are so happy you listened to the show and Ashley, to even give you more comfort when this listener wrote in, they were saying over and over like i I am so thankful for you 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 got me through you know quarantine lockdown, like any time I was feeling oh, down I love you it. guys were you guys were my comfort, so definitely a lot of lovely compliments um, from Turkey. So hi there. My name is Sirhat. is I believe they even said don't worry about pronouncing it right which is very sweet because you know that we struggle. My name is Sirhat. I am 24 years old and I am a student. I am from Turkey and it's better before I get into my story that I explain some background about Turkey's paranormal mm. side. Sirhat says that in it is not the official religion of Turkey but it Is a Muslim country, so our culture is heavily inspired by Islamic culture. And every creepy story you'll hear from Turkey will include the djinn. It is spelled C-I-N, but pronounced like djinn, which basically people would equate to a genie at times. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone will think about the genie from Aladdin, but it's Mm -hmm. nothing like that in... Islam, jinns are described as invincible beings that have been created before humans from air and smokeless fire, pure yeah. fire.
0: Same with them, um, just to interject in our Demons no. of Christmas past episode from last year, or the year before when we did the three part Christmas episode. Uh, yes. Maria talked about the jinn, which is a Jewish uh, genie, and it's spelled D J I N N.
1: Yes. When Sir Hot was trying to help me with the pronunciation, they yeah. put uh, D-J-I-N-N um, and like, yes. So same thing. Wow. Um, and that this is. is most of the lore that is surrounding, you know, paranormal stories. So uh, to some degree, they can be seen as like shadow people that people talk about. Um, it's really there's different versions of the story, but it is also known in Turkey that there are certain people, you can call them witch doctors, for lack of a better word, that work with djinns, and these people can bind the djinns into certain things and command them to do anything that they want. Some of them may try to help people by using the djinns for healing powers or bringing them luck, or they can use djinns to hurt people, commanding them to haunt the person, terrify them, whatever um, yes. so some people use this lore to fake others out, but some people, it is believed, can genuinely see them and use them for good. There's a lot of lore, but basically that was the backstory of the djinn. So then Sir Hot goes on to say, remember when I said there are people who could possibly control the djinns? My father was kind of one of them. He was not controlling them, but he had almost constant communication with them. Yes, there was more than one, and if I remember correctly, they were a family. My family never gave me the full details of this situation, and unfortunately, I lost my father five years ago. Aww. However, I do know that before I was born, he would just start to laugh all of a sudden and tell everyone that, oh, they, quote unquote, were just making jokes for him or were talking to him and he was communicating constantly and he was sort of able to do some fortune telling by communicating with the gents. I've been told that his ears would move like someone was touching them while he was doing the fortune-telling. But after I was born, he stopped fortune-telling, saying it could be dangerous, and he never spoke about the djinns like he had before. I believe because of my father, I have some connection to them as well. Even when I was a child, I was seeing figures almost everywhere, every night. I had a period of time when I was in elementary school that I would wake up in the night and speak all by myself, I have no recollection of these nights. My family brushed it off as sleepwalking, and at first it made sense to me. However, after one night when I was 16 years old, I really don't think I was sleepwalking. That night, I went to bed kind of late, and middle of the night I woke up to two men sitting in chairs that didn't exist, right beside my bed. I remember standing up in my bed and just talking to them as if I wasn't the one who was controlling my mouth or body. I was just speaking. I specifically remember them telling me, We brought all these foods. Where should we eat them? I got out of bed, I went to the kitchen, and I brought back plates and spoons. I don't even remember what happened after that. I woke up to my alarm and thought, what a fucking weird dream. But then I understood it wasn't a dream when I saw the plates and spoons sitting on my desk. I was shook to my core. To this day, I still don't remember what we talked about, but I know we spoke. And when I told my father about what happened, he sat in silence for about five minutes and then said... They don't want to tell me what they talked about with you. For all of that reason, I believe something similar was happening to me when I was little, when everyone thought I was sleepwalking. It was somewhat a scary thing that was happening in my life, but it wasn't nearly as scary as what happened just three months later, when I remember going to bed around 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. because I had school the next morning. And as soon as I put my head on my pillow, I felt a pressure as someone was sitting down slowly at the foot of the bed. I immediately got this feeling of dread all over my body. I could feel that whatever was there had malicious intent. I don't know how long I tried to ignore the pressure I was feeling, but I felt like it was hours and I knew it wasn't going anywhere. So I tried to turn around and see what the fuck was sitting on my bed. Brave. It was a figure of a female, so brave, oh my God. It was a figure of a female who had very long hair, almost covering my entire bed. I could not see her face, but unfortunately, I could see her mouth, and she had this smile like she fucking jumped out of a horror movie and appeared as she was leaning towards me. I was completely frozen. I couldn't move. I couldn't make a noise. After a while, I literally threw myself off of the bed and bolted to my parents' room. As soon as I entered their room, everything went black, and then suddenly, I was back in my bed facing her again. This loop of me getting in my parents' room and suddenly going back to my room happened a couple of times. Like, oh, she wasn't letting me go. My God. I tried getting into my parents' room one more time, and this time I did not teleport back to my bed. I woke my parents up screaming that something is in my bed and I'm going to die of fear, and my dad went to check my room and said, there's nothing here. My mom tried to calm me down because I was shaking uncontrollably, and I slept that night with my parents. And guess what? I woke up in my bed the next morning, and my parents were acting like nothing ever happened. Whoa. Even when I told them what happened, they just looked at me with blank faces and told me I must have been dreaming. And I know 100% this wasn't a dream because I wasn't even sleeping when this female decided to appear. And I can easily tell a nightmare from a fucking time loop haunting. (laughs) Me and... Me and my mom talked about that house recently, and she told me she knew some gins were in that house. She told me she even knew which part of the house they were living in. After this horrible experience, nothing scares me anymore. I had some gins roaming in my room, I still hear whispers in my room, and I even had one opening our house door at 3am, running inside the house and busting my door open, only to stop after seeing me looking right back at it. I understand that the more I fear, the more they mess with me. So now I just act like they are not there and I turn away. Thanks for listening to me. I believe I speak for many people when I say your podcast brings so much joy to my life. Mm -hmm. Keep up with the great work and keep it weird.
0: Wow. Okay. Here's the thing. Sir Hot. Even if that was a dream. Holy shit. What a dream.
1: Holy moly. What a fucking dream. Like that you would never forget for the rest of your life. Never. Ever. Ever. I believe that it wasn't a dream.
0: It's just like my potato chip dream, Joe. I'll never forget it.
2: Oh my gosh, your hilarious potato chip dream!
1: Can you elaborate?
0: Okay, so one You've time told
2: that on the podcast before, I'm pretty
0: sure I have one time when oh, I was little, I had a dream that a witch turned me into a potato chip, and I was in, I was in a bag of other chips, and then she <sighs> got on a bicycle and she ran us over and she crushed me in this potato chip bag.
1: I'm sorry it's to exactly laugh. That is exactly what so her how. <laughs> the- that is the exact <laughs> Exactly. Thing. It's exactly the same. I I've never heard stories so similar. You guys need to talk about it. Um wow. Last weekend I don't remember hearing that.
0: Story. <laughs> our wedding weekend we rewatched Nightmare on Elm Street 4, uh The Dream Master, and as soon as it started Because I was like, I know I didn't watch this movie since I was a kid because it gave me nightmares. But as soon as it started, I was like, it was the potato chip nightmare was because of this movie. (laughs) And I pointed out the exact point when it happened. I was like, potato chip. And um, anyways, but back to this story. Okay. Jin, at certain points of this story, reminded me of like extraterrestrials.
2: Yeah. How so?
0: like just how they have like a physical they can like physically be in an environment and like sneak in at night and communicate Mm. with certain people and then it started making me think about just mediums in general and how like yeah they'll literally be like oh he's telling a joke and it's like what do you mean
1: (laughs) I thought of Amy immediately, yeah. like the me yeah, just like that medium energy saying, like, oh, yeah, they're just, they're saying something funny right now. Or like, oh, yeah, they're, they're trying to say this, but it's not coming across. And it's like, what, what are you, what's happening? I need to know more. <laughs> that is how this felt. His dad is just so casually, like, yeah, yep. Oh, they're, they're fine. saying something funny. They're just over. It's so wild. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It was, they, Windsor Hop, Wrote in, you know. They said you don't have to use all of this. I know this is a long story, but I was like, I don't want to cut any of this out, though, because no, this S- is
2: Sir Hot. You so keep, fascinating. Keep, you keep you keep slinging those bangers, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, <laughs> we'll you said many them. of those. Hey, yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say funny. this, uh Americans, you you got some catching up to do. Sir Hot just pulled yeah. out into the lead right here.
0: Yeah,
1: get on Sir Hot, Turkey for level. the win. Thank you so much for writing in and for listening to us. Yeah,
0: that message was actually like really sweet and I really appreciate. I always Terrific. love hearing that. Um and then a really creepy story on top of it. Chef's kiss. 10 out of Delicious. 10. Delicious. Yep. 10 out of 10. 10, 10 out of 10, <laughs> 10 baby. Yep. <laughs> My next story. This one comes in from Nick from Davis, California.
2: You okay. UC Davis. UC Davis Hi, Nick. Hey, what's, That's up, all bro? I know about what's Davis? up, bro? What's up, Is UC Davis? Ah, shit! What's up, Nick? You Ha-ha. just chirping. <laughs> what's up, man? You... <laughs> uh,
0: you catching some waves? This story is super short. Are there short... waves in Davis? Where is Shh, Davis? I don't know.
1: Listen, Lauren. Oh, oh yeah.
2: Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Like Ashley knows where you where UC <laughs> Davis
1: is.
0: <laughs>
2: Ashley <laughs> Ashley would get lost in our neighborhood. She doesn't know where UC Davis
0: is. Okay, I got lost in our uh, neighborhood one time. And you (laughs) were with me.
2: (laughs) There are no waves anywhere near Davis. Davis is like outside of like uh, Stockton and. uh,
0: Yeah, I was. It sounds like I'm in dunes. Catching some dunes.
2: No, it's it's, it's like it's right outside Sacramento. But I mean, it's still Cali, bro.
0: Cali, bro.
1: That's true. You can still ask if they're catching waves. It all works.
0: Well, whatever. The story's a super short whatever, story. Whatever,
1: fine. But- Anyway, ha ha! What's up, Nick? What's up? Hey.
2: You know, hey, real quick, I need to interject here. I know yeah. that like seven of your listeners are going to understand this reference, uh, so I apologize to all of the thousands of others. Oh, but uh, there's a part of me- Okay, so in, in uh, the world of Ultimate Fighting, there are these two brothers, Nate and Nick Diaz, and they're famously from Stockton, California, and they're like trash-talking they're just brash, and they're, they're just they're they're two badasses. And I I'm gonna pretend for the rest of this ghost story that this is Nick Diaz, and that he's a listener of the podcast. <laughs> he might be, and then we He's don't know. like, okay, I got this. Really don't tell anybody it's me but i've got this really crazy <laughs> ghost story yeah. oh anyway.
1: yeah just imagine that in your mind it'll make it a sweeter so
2: sweeter. Seven, seven of your listeners are laughing their asses they off love right
1: it oh, they're really
0: okay enjoying this, joke. this one comes in from nick from davis california it's a super <laughs> What's up, short nick? <laughs> story but it's such a classic <laughs> horror tale like this could be a twilight zone tales from the crypt creep show american horror story it's lovely so thank you nice. so much Nick for letting us tell your tale thank you Nick says one time I ran out of gas in a residential neighborhood it turns out my gas meter was broken so I glide as far as I can and I end up parked outside of this house and I'm thinking fuck do I call AAA or maybe just walk to a gas station like what should I do just then a young woman pulls up to the driveway right where I'm parked I'd gotten out of my car, and she saw me standing by the curb looking flustered. She asks if I need help, and I tell her I ran out of gas, and she looked at me like she'd seen a ghost. After an awkward pause, she offers to run to the gas station and fill up the little gas canister I had. I figure she's being awkward because I'm a dude and it's getting dark, and I don't offer to go with her. She gets back about ten minutes later and hands me the canister, and I say thank you, and she goes, you want to know something kind of weird? Of course. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and she says, <laughs> yeah. and she says today when I was at work, I got a super weird phone call. She goes on to say, I thought it was a prank, but the guy on the other end just kept repeating. Have you, Have you ever, ever ran out of gas? gas? Have, Have you, you ever, ever ran out of gas? gas? Have you ever oh, ran out of gas? gas? Nope. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> Ashley, no. When I ran out of gas, her house was the one I happened to stop in front of that same day she had gotten that call. It's no wonder she was acting like she was worried I would kill her. We kind of chuckled, like, yeah, weird, huh? Like, both speechless, but I still get chills thinking about it. What?
1: Oh my Mick? God. What? I am not. Okay. I'm not well. What? What the hell? And like what I So I say it.
0: it's a coincidence. That's crazy. Say that it's not a coincidence. What would be the purpose?
1: Right? Like, yeah, what was that about then? Like, what did anybody gain from that situation?
0: What? Like, would she not have helped him if she hadn't got that call? Like, what was the purpose? Right. What was going on with that?
2: Now I really hate. hope that it's not Nick Diaz because I want to drive out to Stockton and uh, beat up the person who told me this story.
0: <laughs> yeah, good. And God. you can't if I, it's Nick Diaz. I
2: and I can't if it's Nick Diaz. Yeah. I can't
0: so, imagine getting hearing
1: that. Did you have you ever ran out of gas or oh what was God. it? Yeah, have you ever yeah. ran yeah, out was of that gas? It? I don't like it. Just over and over. Yeah, and that's, that's all they
0: said. And she just sort of cracked it up to be a weird prank call. And she hung up and was like, that was weird. And then she literally gets home from work and there's a guy who ran out of gas in front of her house. Like, holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would also assume that guy was the
0: one who made the phone call and he was there to kill Right. Right.
1: Yes. I would would also think he was a murderer and i, <laughs> I would, would not want to help him. I would just open
2: my car door and i would just start shooting i wouldn't even ask questions or anything i would just i would just fill that car with bullets and be like with i'm just going to go ahead and assume with you know the the gun <laughs> the the one
0: that the gun you got after the phone call maybe the gun but it sort of reminds yeah. me you know i had a situation like that the spider like in my dream Situation, oh gosh, which I've yeah. told on the show before. I think of the
1: spider, where you're like, "Why? Why
0: what? this? It wouldn't have caused an accident had I not had that dream. Like there was no reason to have that weird prophetic dream. I was just it changed say, nothing. What is the
1: reason for this talent of having prophetic <laughs> dreams when it's going to be a spider where it's in the car? be
0: a very small spider in my car. Ah, <laughs> uh, like let me help some people. Come
2: on. Time is a flat circle.
0: Time is a flat circle, and that's. And the way the that's... cookie crumbles uh, i was you. just no, going really?
1: to say that i swear to god i was gonna say and that's the way the cookie crumbles guys
2: are guys are both uh big liar liar fans huh that's pretty cool bruce <laughs> almighty you guys, that's, that's a... uh,
0: it's bruce almighty dummy oh, bruce oh, Jeez, oh even, even better get your wow, jim, jim wow,
2: carrey that's, that's, be- that's an even better that's an even better movie that's the
0: way uh-huh uh-huh i like it uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> thank you nick Possibly Nick Diaz. Thank you so much for letting us tell your story. That was sufficiently terrifying.
2: Nick, uh, make sure you tell that one around the bonfire uh, at uh, UC Davis when you guys are uh, getting blasted and, uh, you know, just just hanging out sicky narnar.
1: Sicky narnar. So our next story. Comes from a listener named Douglas with two S's at the end. Oh. I just, I, you know, I wanted you all to realize that it's Douglas and nothing glass. Douglas. And this is a, a shorty because I know I've been reading some long ones. So here we go. Douglas says, when I was about 16 years old, I encountered something that still bugs me to this day. I woke up around 6 a.m. on a normal weekday and went downstairs to get ready for school. No one else in my family had woken up at this point, so I got in the shower, still sleepy, barely holding my eyes open, and after a few minutes of showering, someone tried to get in to the bathroom, and I told whoever it was that I was in the shower. I heard the handle jiggling, I heard a light tapping on the door, and I said, I'm in the shower. The quote-unquote person then proceeded to aggressively try to open the door. I saw the door handle going up and down like crazy, and whatever it was was knocking on the door harder and harder, louder and louder. Then, after a bunch of shaking, rattling, pushing, knocking, it suddenly stopped. I didn't think much about it, just thought, it's a family member messing with me, whatever. But when I got out of the shower, I realized, wait... Nobody was up yet when I got in. So I went out to eat breakfast, just trying to get on with my day, and after a while, my dad came down the stairs, so I asked him if it was he who had wanted to use the bathroom earlier. He said no, and that my mom and brother were still asleep, so it could not have been them either. And even if it had been any family member, they would not have tried to open the door in that way at 6 in the morning, so they don't know what is going on. I still don't know how to explain it to this day. Love, A scared Swede.
0: (laughs) A scared Swede. That was how they signed it. No matter what, bad situation. Because ghost,
2: bad sitch.
0: Someone broke into your house and is trying to get into a room. Bad sitch. Someone lives in your crawl space and comes out when people are sleeping. Bad sitch. No matter what it was, I'm not
1: excited about it.
0: Yeah. Even... Yeah,
1: if it had been a family member messing with him in some way, it's like, it's six in the morning. What the hell are you doing? Why are you so angry with me? Like, give me two minutes to take a shower. I, yeah. But my thought, if I were in the shower watching that door handle move, would be that a murderer or a burglar broke in. So I, I think I would have just been paralyzed in fear. And the fact that he ever got out of the shower is amazing.
0: Yeah, no, I'd still be there to this day. Freezing. right left. No
2: you'd be in the shower
1: yeah right now the water has not stopped running
0: i probably no I'd, I'd definitely be in there until one of my parents got up and knocked on the door i was like what's happening i'd be like thank god you're here i yeah. someone's in the house and i don't know yeah. if they're dead or alive yep yep, yep. goodness I, think- I don't like that they saw the doorknob move too because it's one thing to when you're in the shower to hear something i know a lot of times like anytime i have like weird auditory things it's a situation where like I'm in the shower or there's some sort of or I'm like blow-drying my hair and I think for sure yes. I heard Joe say my name but he's didn't.
2: But it it wasn't me. No. It's even worse and take this take this uh from a person who's hearing kind of sucks. It's even worse when you can't hear anything because you're so accustomed to missing things that people say that you just inherently second guess yourself. So I I have thought I've heard things that I haven't heard, and I have not heard things that I absolutely should have (laughs) heard. Yeah,
1: we were like, how did you not hear that?
2: Yeah, so I can't, I, it's, uh, it's tough for me to say exactly, but, um, yeah. but there have definitely been times where I've been positive that I have heard something mm-hmm. and uh, not the case, or seen something, as in the case of working in our old living room in Los Angeles, California, and seeing something walk in front of me, and then remembering I was home alone.
0: Yeah, I still Rough. don't like that journey Rough for stuff. you. I hated that that happened, yeah. Yeah not a fan did we ever i don't i don't know if we ever talked about this on the show um there was a period of time it was mostly the last year that we lived in that apartment which by the way nothing has seemed to have followed us i did invite whatever was there to come with us because it wasn't doing any harm it wasn't frightening it wasn't, it wasn't
1: evil in any way no or terrified and, to live there yeah you
0: know that's always just something that like like i wouldn't have done that with fucking ben but like no. this thing seemed to be chill so i was like we're moving we're not leaving you i know that you you know supposedly you care for us you're welcome to come nothing has seemed to follow us but the last year that we lived there this would happen to joe quite often we would be laying in bed and he'd be like on his back and something would push down on his feet Uh -uh. And like to the to the point where his toes would start like pointing down because something was pushing on his feet.
2: And I'm the first person I listen to a spooky story of any kind and my brain, at least a part of my brain inherently goes into problem solving mode where it's like, let me explain this away. Right. And I'd be the first person to be like, oh, it was the weight of the comforter, which like gradually over time with a body at rest, there is heft to the comforter. It wasn't that. It would. It was faster than that. It wasn't like it was slowly buckling under the weight of the comforter. It was like I would feel my feet move down, like they would get pushed down. And I would think it was a cat, and there was no cat on the bed.
0: Yeah, and we'd be laying right next to each other, and he'd be like, it's happening. Like, something's pushing my feet down. And then he would just kick his legs
1: (laughs) frantically. That's what I would do, too. I would just start kicking.
0: Get the hell out of
1: here. Man. hell out of here. Joe, you are the most, like, interesting, like, paranormal case study. Because I just remember sweet Ashley, when we started this podcast, telling a listener, asking for advice, (laughs) that – They didn't have to worry if they were dating somebody who had sensitivity to paranormal experiences because. Yeah, famous last words. It doesn't affect the significant other. Joe has never had an experience. So I think you're right. I
0: I have learned so much. (laughs) Ashley Ashley
1: was as wrong
2: about that as she was when we were watching American Horror Story Roanoke in the first episode. (laughs) And we decided, we knew that there was one survivor, and we decided we were each going to pick our person who we thought was going to be the survivor and i picked correctly which i'm very proud to say and 10 minutes after ashley made her pick that person was brutally bludgeoned (laughs) to death and was the first person on the show it was
0: shocking so it was shocking you were
2: as you were as wrong about the paranormal activity shit as you were about that listen I think I, am, I think I am a fascinating person to have around on a ghost investigation because I do yes. think it is important to have a person who doesn't want to be there.
1: Well, <laughs> Ashley and I have talked about this before, yeah. that we really want to do an overnight ghost investigation with you and Alex because Alex is the exact same way. He is so cynical, even to the point where I've read one of his ghost stories on a listener ghost stories episode and his little caveat was like, but just so everyone knows, like, I don't believe this is a ghost story, but like, I think right. it it fits into your mold. And I was like... It is one of the scariest stories we've ever read.
2: I'm definitely closer to the two of you guys than I am to Alex, but I'm also a hell of a lot closer to Alex than the two of you. Yeah. So I do think – because anytime – we're getting wildly off subject here, but every time I've ever you know watched like a paranormal investigation thing, the thing that always detracts from me both from like a validity standpoint and from an entertaining standpoint is everybody's always so eager and well-intentioned, and I think you could really stand to benefit from having a person or people there who are like – I don't – know that i believe in this but i might and i definitely don't want to be here
1: yes yes, <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? yes
2: where it's like i one of two things is happening i'm either wasting my time or some real spooky shit i'm not prepared right. to handle so either way
0: i don't want to be either here. either way i yeah. don't want i would totally. rather be
2: doing something else yep. yeah
0: yep 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 anyway this next story thank you douglas so much for sharing that you. story with us i don't know what it was trying to get in but i'm glad it didn't this next story comes to us from listener Morgan, and I actually know Morgan. Um, oh. I know the case that she's referring to in this story, and I remember very vividly when this happened. So,
2: damn. Hi,
0: Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Joe, you might meet Morgan this weekend or next weekend, actually. Anyway, so oh, D-
2: didn't I? Didn't I meet Morgan?
0: Um,
2: at your reunion?
0: No, because she wasn't in my class.
1: D- different
0: different Morgan? Morgan. Different Morgan. Yeah, sorry. Morgan two.
1: To Morgan two. Hey a- hey Ashley, yeah. get
2: your ducks in a row. I'm why don't you so get it together? Sorry.
0: I can't say the last name.
2: Hanging me out to dry like that on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Some white But at
0: least Morgan one now knows like I remember Morgan. So you Hi Morgan. Yeah.
2: And hi and hi new Morgan.
0: Hi new Morgan. <laughs> so um I did have to change some things in the story to kind of conceal some sensitive details. So if it seems like I'm being secretive, that is why. Morgan says I was living with my parents while going to community college in 2008. I played volleyball, and one day I was on the way home from an away game on the team bus when I got a call from my mom saying that when I got home, the police were blocking the road in front of our house and to tell the officer where I lived, and they would let me through. She said everyone in my family was okay, but something had happened near our house, and to come home, and she would explain further when I got there
2: damn, that's already, this, it, these are the stories that make that scare the crap out of me.
0: When I finally got home, I did what she said and had a sinking feeling as I saw a police car blocking the road in front of our house. And then as I went over the small hill that our house sat on, I saw a lot of police and emergency vehicles and personnel just at the bottom of the hill. I went inside and my mom and stepdad explained that a woman from the area had been out for a jog earlier in the day and had not come back home, so police and neighbors were out searching for her throughout the day. It's a rural area, so a lot of people were out on foot, ATV, or trucks. They then said that she had been found, and she had been hit by a car and killed, and her body was in the woods right off of the road on the bottom of that little hill at the end of our driveway. My stepdad had been one of the ones to find her. Uh. I remember being very shocked that this had happened so close to home in such a quiet area and kind of confused about the details, like how had her body been in the woods if she had been hit by a car on the road. That night was scary and it was very hard to sleep. I could literally see the police lights and the spotlights as they continued to work in the area where she had been found. When they finally cleared the area and the police were gone, blood stains on the road and drag marks in the grass leading to the woods could still be seen. In the next days, it came to light in the news reports that the woman had been struck on purpose by a stranger who had then dragged her to the woods nearby and assaulted her. This man was found and arrested quickly, but the shock that such a brutal thing had happened shook the whole town, and we learned that the woman had been a teacher and had had small children of her own. And all of these details stuck with me and made the whole thing so hard to stomach. I did not know her personally, but it felt so personal and so close to home. It kept me up a lot of nights. In the first few weeks, I don't remember anything weird happening, but soon after, I started to feel like I could sleep again. I began waking up in the middle of the night, sometimes at 3 a.m. exactly, and I would begin to hear my name being said like it was right next to my bed, (laughs) and I would wake in fear and no one would be there. Sometimes I would wake up and be so cold that it felt like I was cold from the inside out and the cold was coming from inside me and my bones were shivering. This scared the shit out of me, but I still summed it up to the murder that had happened right outside my window and I figured I was still having stress related to the event. But there was another time I was home alone and I heard a sudden crash coming from our garage. It was so loud I ran for cover. Upon realizing nothing had happened near me, I went to the garage to investigate, thinking that one of the large, heavy shelving units that was used for storage must have collapsed with all the contents spilling onto the floor. The noise was so loud and carried on like the sound of items rolling around and hitting into each other, and this was the only explanation I could think of. As I looked into the garage, I saw nothing. Everything was in place, the doors were shut and locked. I went to every other part of the house looking for the source of the loud crashing noise and there was nothing. I even looked around the hole outside of the house and I found nothing. This freaked me out enough, I told my parents, and they sort of brushed it off as a loud vehicle going by or something like that. Then a few weeks later, the same thing happened to my sister when she was home alone. And this is when we realized some weird things were happening. Then, one day, when I was home alone again, I heard the sound of children (laughs) laughing coming from our basement. I went down, assuming someone left the TV on, but it was off, and no one was there. Kill me. One of the last unexplained things I remember happening was a time I came home and walked into the house. I heard my stepdad call out from his room, Hey, Morgan, is that you? I said, yeah, what's up? No response. I said, it's me, I just got home, what's up? No response. I walked to his room, I knocked on the door wondering if everything was okay, but there was no response and I opened the door, called his name, nothing. I looked around, no one was there. I searched the whole house and realized my car was the only one there and I ran straight outside, got into my car and called my mom. She said her and my stepdad were in the next town over about 30 minutes away. I asked her if my little brother or sister were home, and they said no, they're both gone for the day. I told her I heard someone talk to me in the house and say my name. I was so scared I drove to be with my parents. I did not stay at the house alone again for a very long time after that. (sighs) I've put a lot of thought into these events, and I had a hard time understanding it. I thought at first it was the spirit of the woman that had been murdered there, but that just didn't sit right with me. Why would she be haunting our house and none of these incidents seemed connected to anything I knew about her? And it was through listening to your podcast and hearing other stories that I now have the theory that it could have been the energy surrounding the traumatic events and how much it personally affected me and my family that stirred up these paranormal events almost like poltergeist activity.
2: Hmm, interesting. This
0: is the only thing that makes sense to me is nothing strange had ever happened in that house before or after those series of events, all of which happened within about 6 months of the murder. Wow. Isn't that wild?
1: Wild.
2: Holy cow.
0: If it, it's all
2: connected, that was- that was a lot. It's
1: a lot. It feels like it's all. Connected. I, I'm,
2: I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired now. After <laughs> yeah, something. I'm just like
1: I'm. Joe like, needs some I'm protein. terrified. I'm emotional. I'm feeling
0: everything. I need
2: to. Yeah, I need, I need, I need a a steak and a Red Bull right
1: now.
0: <laughs> I need oh. to have a lay down right now. This story is important to me because I absolutely remember this happening. It took place not far at all from my home at the time as well, and it's funny because growing up. I would get so mad at my parents when they wouldn't let me walk down the street to my friend's house. And this was kind of the aha moment that was like, oh, maybe that's why they don't want me walking down the street to my friend's house. And it was like an incredibly formative moment because it really kind of made me realize this wasn't something that just happened in movies or just happened to strangers or happened, you know, elsewhere to other. It could happen to anyone, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It was a huge wake up call and as for the paranormal activity i really think morgan is spot on because i don't know if it's that the paranormal activity ramped up or if it was your ability to witness the paranormal activity is what had increased yeah Mm. i really think that there are human states of being that can open us up to experiencing strange things things that are happening around us all the time but we can't or don't notice Yeah. yeah And, it sort of um, feels that
1: way. That's like traumatizing and close to yeah. home happens. And then this this door, this portal opens up. I don't know. Yeah,
0: within yourself, not in your home, yeah. but like within right. you. Because um, a lot of times after people go through trauma, they find themselves to be more sensitive. I know a lot of soldiers right. that have experienced PTSD. Also, mm. there's an increase in experiencing what they would call ghosts or like paranormal activity. And like people who are grieving um experience more paranormal activity. And a lot of the times it's chalked up to like, oh well, you lost someone. They're here around you. And it's like, well, maybe right. it's that you are experiencing this extreme grief that you're able to notice things you maybe didn't notice before.
1: Yeah. Your eyes have been opened well in a different way.
0: One more thing on this because it popped in my head when I was thinking about this and I thought it was really interesting. I don't think we've ever talked about it on the show. Did you know that our tears are different when we cry depending on why we are crying?
2: Whoa. That's no way. Crazy. What's different what's different about them? So
0: like irritant tears like cutting onions, um, mace, <laughs> mm-hmm. or like getting popped in the nose or whatever, they are for washing out irritants and they're pretty clear compositionally speaking. Like it's pretty much uh-huh. just a tear. But emotional yeah, yeah, emotional tears have a distinct chemical makeup. There are higher concentrations of protein-based hormones, including painkillers that are naturally produced in our body when we experience stress. Wow. So if you took tears from your body from like a month long of crying, depending on the situation <laughs> – the tears are literally have diff- different chemicals in them when you are angry crying than when you are grieving and crying because your wow. body is incredible and it's it, it does this totally on its own all the time. Most people don't even know about it, that it exists. And I think it's crazy to think that our brain isn't also functioning differently when we are at different emotional highs and lows. Yeah.
2: Yeah, very
1: true. So true.
2: Well said, honey. My wife is so smart. She's brilliant.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that is so wild that our tears are different. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My
2: tears are different from everybody's. My tears are are real fighty. I got real fighty tears.
0: You got real real, real (laughs) real angry tears?
2: I got, yeah, my tears have little fists that come out of them and punch (laughs) things. And
1: they go, why ya yada? Why ya yada?
2: And they go, I'm not angry. I'm raising my voice for emphasis, which is perfectly <laughs> legitimate. That's what
0: they say.
1: His tears are looking for fisticuffs.
2: They're saying, why do you always think I'm angry? I just can't believe the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. That's oh, what okay.
0: I mean, all right. Well, thank Listen, you, Morgan, right. for sharing thank that you, story. Morgan. Thanks, Morgan. It that was, was uh, real important to me. Really cool. So. Thank
1: really you. crazy. Spooky sad
0: all the things yeah every emotion it was a <sighs> roller coaster of emotions that was yeah uh, that was quite a story
1: on Thank you, been quite a ride okay this is my last story that i have here today um going a little different from the ghost or what we what we think are ghosts obviously that that's a deeper conversation but um yeah this story is a little different but very spooky and bizarre Uh, This person also wanted to remain anonymous, and they said, Several years ago, I was driving home from a late wedding DJ gig. I was driving south on a major interstate, which was relatively empty at 2.30 a.m. or so. At one point in the narrows of the road, the retaining walls on each side get very high as the highway snakes underneath overpasses. Out of nowhere, a young woman jumped down from the retaining wall onto the highway and directly in front of my car. I hit the brakes hard, I came to a complete stop, and nearly slammed into the car. She looked up, ran to my passenger door, and got in looking terrified. (laughs) She looked between 16 and 20 years old.
2: I'd have kicked her right in the fucking face.
1: I know, I... Yeah, I was like, sorry to have like a little sidebar the way he just casually is like she got in and i yeah like, uh but, I, I, and then I, I get
2: what's going on this is a this is a woman in distress and i rational brain me would be like let me help you but instead a woman jumped off the overpass of a freeway and got in my car i'd flip around sideways and i start kicking both my feet like a little kid you know just like yeah. right, get out of here get out of here
1: get out of my car yeah, I feel like it would just be <laughs> like fight or flight instincts of like, nope, 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 nope,
0: nope, nope. Like yeah. I,
1: but I think he was a little bit in shock. He didn't have enough time to lock his doors, you know, whatever it may be. But right. yes, I, I, I was with you on that. I was like, oh, are we just going to brush over that? So she looked up, ran to my passenger door, and she got in looking terrified. She looked between 16 and 20 years old, long blonde hair, and her clothes looked a little dirty. Not like she had been living... On the street, dirty, but like she'd fallen down a few times. I just need to call my mom, she said. I tried to calm her down and began moving back down the highway. And behind me, about 50 feet, I see another figure jump down onto the highway out of oh, my view window. I didn't mention this to her, and she didn't look back or see the other person. I didn't want to rattle her even more. So I just turned around, I sped up, and I went about four or five exits south and she just kept saying over and over, I just need to call my mom. This was before most people had cell phones, so I told her I would take her to one of the 24-hour grocery stores and she could call her mom from there. I asked if she needed money for a pay phone, what was wrong, etc., but she said nothing other than I need to just call my mom. I pulled up to the grocery store and I stopped. She got out quickly, but not running, and ducked into the grocery store. She didn't say a word to me or even look back. So I pulled into the gas station across the street, and I called 911, told them the entire story, and let them know the young woman was inside the grocery store and gave them a description of her. I have no idea what happened. I don't know why she did that, what happened to her, who the figure behind us on the highway was, nothing. I couldn't find anything. But it really made me super uneasy. I can't stop thinking about it. But I also think... I did the right thing. Yeah. I would have tried to do more, but she seemed really fragile emotionally and somewhat afraid of me. I am a man, so I wanted her to just be able to get where she needed to be.
2: Holy cow. Jesus. That is
1: the creepy story. I know.
2: Well, this- this gentleman very clearly did the right thing. And, you know, yeah. fingers crossed that that situation turned out okay. But Hachi Machi, the, the second person jumping down off of it is like, what yeah. is the fucking Terminator after this girl? Seriously. Like, what, Seriously.
1: Oh, my God. And it, that's the thing is it's like, yeah, the person getting into your car, it's like, you're terrified, you're rattled, you're shocked this is happening. But then to turn around and see somebody else just jumped off and yep. may have now malicious intent for the person that's in your car. It's just like, I think my instinct and, would be like, and okay, and we're just going to go. Here we go. Yeah. Oh my God. And yourself.
0: I mean, how lucky is she that this guy was there when he was and yeah. she was able just to the jump the right in.
2: And that it wasn't me because I would have just hit her with my car. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, the other night, I mean, the story is not anywhere similar, but I, I just, I think of it because I was in my car and terrified. I was driving down this side street at night Um, in Culver City and a man who is living in his RV that was parked off to the side of the road came running into the middle of the street as I was going so I had to slam on my brakes I didn't have any other choice or I would have hit him and he was just pounding on the front of my hood saying like someone ran over my cat someone ran over my cat so I shakily and terrifiedly like was able to lock my door because I didn't know what this guy was going to do, but cracked my window the tiniest bit to be like, what, where is your cat? What are you talking about? Like, as if I could possibly help him. And he just kept going, they hit my cat. They fucking hit my cat. Are you going to come hit my cat too? And then he just started banging on the hood of my car. And then oh on like, my God. the sides on the passenger's side. And then I quickly realized like, oh, okay, I don't think there's a cat. A safe I don't situation. see one anywhere. Like this is, yeah. And then, I just went into, like, full panic of, I want to drive off, but I also don't want, like, this to become a hit-and-run situation and be arrested for manslaughter, and he's, like, right next to my car, so I had to wait until he made, like, just enough space between himself and the car, and then I finally, like, jetted off and have never driven faster down the road, but I... Like, once I got to a safe spot, I was headed to my friend's house. I just, like, pulled off on the side of the road and cried and, like, let my body just, like, shake out the fear. even though nothing happened, it's just, like, when somebody... No, something happened. Yeah, I mean, yes, something <laughs> happened. But, I mean, he didn't... He wasn't able to get into my car. He didn't break the window or anything. I mean, that, like, when I was able to, like chill out and realize how lucky I was. It was just one of those things where, like, I, you're so vulnerable when you're in your car. Like, thank goodness you have the ability to lock your doors. And there's a lot of, you know, there's steel between you and this person. But I've also seen videos and things online, which it's my own fault for going down these rabbit holes, but, like, of people who wait for... Somebody to come down a dark road and they try to flag them down and say, I have a flat tire only to, you know, steal their car or abduct them or yeah. And I, that was just my immediate thought. The second he started banging on the hood of my car, I was like, oh, I'm on a dark road. No one else is here. I've opened myself up to this and. It just, this story hit close to home when he was talking about it. as I was like, this literally just happened to me two nights ago. So I just wanted to share my personal tale and to be vigilant uh... out there and trust no one.
2: (sighs) Trust no one. Why did you hit the nail on the head with that one? Trust no one.
0: I've read this happening a lot where people will be driving down like a country road at night and they'll see someone laying in the road, like not in the middle of the road, but like in the road. And basically yeah. just saying, do not stop. Just go around them. Keep driving yep. and call the cops when you can. Because if you yep. stop, it's very possible that four people are going to jump out of the bushes and get you. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Call yep. the cops. Somebody
2: will be waiting. Trust no one.
0: Trust no one. Don't even trust the cops. <laughs> don't trust <laughs> yeah, me. Don't cool. even trust me. Um, yeah, don't okay. trust us. Don't trust anybody. Well, thank yeah, you, Anonymous, freaking. that was horrifying i'm sorry that happened to you but i'm glad you were there Uh yes okay joe i saved this story for last and this one's for you oh great this story was sent in anonymously but the listener said we could credit the story to heather and they did say that i could say it took place in spokane washington so thank you heather
2: and just so we can do this for heather it's spokane
0: Oh, Spokane, Washington. So, there you go. thank you, Heather, from Spokane for allowing us to share this experience. And this is another one where I changed some details here and there. So, I apologize if it doesn't flow in parts. But, Heather says, Dear Joe, I'm just kidding. Heather says, <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. My junior year in college, I had a strange experience. First, a few details that might be important. My dorm room was attached to my roommate's so that I had to go out hers to get to the bathroom or the hallway. She was a light sleeper, but I wasn't the type to be out late, so it didn't matter. I had two operations in my life at that time and discovered that while under anesthesia... I would actually wake up briefly towards the end before I was supposed to. So both surgeries they had, they would wake up before they were supposed to. I also don't heal very fast. For example, if I get a mosquito bite, I got to deal with it for at least a month. Okay? So one night I had the most vivid dream of my life. I woke up briefly somewhere else and then I went right back to sleep. In this dream, I looked left... I looked right, and then I passed back out, just like if I was in surgery. I was on a hospital gurney, slightly inclined, facing the wall. There was an ambient noise behind me, and the echoes suggested it was a very large room. There was nothing sinister about the noises. On either side of me was a row of empty hospital gurneys. At my feet, just to my right, two people were having a conversation sitting on a bench against the wall. One was a person in a dark suit. The other was... I don't know what it was. Uh. It was small, and I saw its hands, which appeared to have darker, grayish skin. They were speaking together so animated and excited, like two old friends who hadn't seen each other in years, and they didn't even notice me wake up. I didn't recognize the dialogue, though I don't speak other languages, I can still usually recognize them when I hear them. This language was totally unrecognizable, yet the person in the suit was fluent. I went back to sleep. In the morning I said, self, that was a messed up dream, and I went to go shower. As I passed my roommate, who was still in bed, she asked me, where did you go last night? I thought that was odd, I told her I didn't leave, and she said that I walked out at like 1 a.m., and she didn't know when I came back. I didn't argue with her, I just said something to the effect of like, oh, I must have gone to the bathroom, I've been sleeping really badly. Anyway, after my shower, I started to put my makeup on, and I noticed something on my face. I leaned closer, and I couldn't believe what I saw. There were two perfectly parallel lines, impossibly thin, Impossibly perfect. There was some clear, hard gel on the top, and that's what I had felt. There was no blood. My own hair was thicker than the width of the cuts, yet I could see down into my skin a little ways. Oh, oh gosh. This was 1996. I had never seen anything like this. These days, I would say it was a laser cut topped with liquid band aid, but neither of those things were prevalent in those days. I didn't know what it could be. I said, okay, there's an explanation. I slept on a staple or a paperclip. I do homework in my bed all the time. So I went and scoured my pillow for anything sharp, and I found nothing. So I got my sewing needle. I got a staple from some homework. I got a paperclip, and I held them up to my face to see if anything was thin enough to make these cuts. I even pricked myself with the needle, and immediately there was blood. All of these things were thicker than these laser-thin cuts. I determined that nothing in my room could have made the cuts. I didn't have an exacto knife in my possession, but I'm almost positive that would have been too thick too. I skipped my first class as I tried to figure out what to do. I kept obsessively feeling my face all day in awe of the perfection of what was there and how it could have come to be there. Before you ask if I took a picture of it, There were only two people on campus that I knew that were rich enough to have a digital camera which would mean that I would have to borrow a friend's camera because I didn't have my own which meant I would have to explain myself to a friend and possibly the photoshop when the pictures came back. Who would I even give the photos to? Who would I even contact and what would I tell them? So after hours of mental debate sitting on the edge of my bed I gave up thinking about it. I finished my classes for the day. I sat on the edge of my bed into the night debating unsure Of what to do And in the wee hours of the morning I woke up I had fallen asleep The cuts were gone Completely healed No trace of even a scar How? I was disturbed for a few days But I eventually forgot all about it A few years after graduating I decided I was going to have some dental work done And I went to two different offices To get quotes They both took a full facial x-ray I had long since forgotten my crazy dream and the cuts until I sat down across from the first x-ray technician and pointed to a strange thing showing up just above my teeth. I pointed to the almost square image above my teeth and asked what that was. It's just an x-ray anomaly. He didn't seem bothered by it. I figured that meant there was some damage or irregularity with the x-ray plates and I let it go. Then I went to the second dentist who was an orthodontist and had another x-ray done. You guessed it, the square was there in the exact same place. This time, I didn't try to make polite small talk or beat around the bush. I pointed to the square and said, what is that? This time the tech looked at me funny and said, it's an x-ray anomaly. She then leaned closer to me and whispered, we see them all the time, in a way that gave me goosebumps. I didn't know what else to say, so I said nothing. Could it be that whatever negatives or plates or whatever they use for an x-ray were damaged in exactly the same spot in the exact same shape? Maybe, I guess, I don't know much about x-rays. After this, I did reflect on my situation and I don't feel freaked out, but I do think there might be something in my face put there by somebody else. And here's what I know. We do this all the time to other species. We chase them in helicopters, we shoot at them with tranquilizer darts, we take their rectal temperature, we take blood samples, we stamp radio tags in their ears with no regard to if it hurts, or the trauma of the event, or if their furry buddies will ostracize them later because they have something funky on their ear. In my situation, I was clearly well cared for, If it really happened at all. Someone was there as some kind of representative on my behalf. I was handled in such a way that if I didn't have a weird metabolism, I wouldn't have known what even happened. I never once felt pain. My cut healed instantly. If this is some kind of research-driven radio tag for the purposes of data collection or preservation of habitat or species like we would do, then they did it with far more regard for me than we have for other species on our own planet. Wow. Strangely, I'm okay with all of this. I think it might just be science. I don't think it's nefarious or evil. I do wish my consent had been asked first, but I suppose it's hard to ask for consent when you're not even supposed to exist. Whoa. That was awesome. uh... (laughs) What the hell happened?
2: Awesome. I'll tell you what happened. You got abducted by aliens, baby, and the men in black was there too.
0: (laughs) That's exactly what happened.
2: Abduction,
0: something was implanted in your face. I knew you'd love that, Joe. I saved it for you at the end because I just knew that would be your favorite. That really was for Joe. Mm -hmm. It's funny
2: because I I, and even the the sign off at the end there. um, Remind me who sent that in
0: Uh, anonymous, but they said we can call her Heather.
2: Heather, Heather in Spokane. Okay, so as far as this story is concerned, I loved the the take because the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, that's a that's a men in black dude. You know, that's like Mm -hmm. that's a collusion. But they it was explained by Heather in the midst of talking about the kind of care and Good treatment that she received. I like to think that it's some kind of like human union representative yeah. who, like, legal, who, like, some like bureaucratic stooge who, like, legally has to be there for supervisory purposes as yeah. part of the uh, Great Interstellar Act of 1974 <laughs> at all abductions. One human representative from this government agency must be there to ensure that all union bylaws and guidelines are followed. and Well, yeah, and I also
0: love that she was like, they were talking like they were old friends. Like, I just imagine this yeah. man in black and this alien being like, Tom. How you yeah. been, man? And he's like, bleep blorp, how you how been? The Meet more.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meat and meat and meat morep is like, can you believe Tom Brady won another Super Bowl? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. But yeah, I that I I really also good. love so much what they had to say at the end because that's something we've discussed before. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: UFOs are real. There's no question about that. Right. It's just a matter of you know who's who's driving them.
2: <laughs> what are they?
0: Yeah. What are they? Right. So if an extraterrestrial species is in them or controlling them, you know, why haven't they made contact? And if you think of uncontacted tribes on our own planet and the way that we protect them while we still study them, that's not a crazy idea. Mm -hmm. We try our best not to interfere with nature as we're studying it. Why wouldn't they behave in the exact same way?
2: The only little bit of comfort that I am deriving in this sick, sad world today is the idea that we are basically like one giant interplanetary game preserve and -hmm. that we are being very carefully monitored and watched over. You know, like we've talked on the podcast about all of the different uh, UFO technology over like nuclear silos during the Cold War and stuff.
0: And disabling them.
2: Again, yeah, it's 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 nice up. to think that maybe we do have some uh like bumpers up like at a bowling alley so you can't actually throw a gutter ball. You yeah. know, like we can go all the way to the left or we can go all the way to the right but we're never actually going to go into the gutter. Yeah. You know. I mean, so hope. hopefully that's the case.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed. Cause
1: it, <laughs> fingers crossed, man.
2: Cuz it sure feels like we're in the gutter. So <laughs> yeah.
1: yep, yep. It sure yep. feels it's like hard our gutter not to ball. believe that. Uh Uh-huh. I'm feeling real gutterball right now, guys.
0: Well, that is all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Thank you all so much for listening to our show week after week. And for those of you that are participating in our Halloween festivities, thank you. You truly are making our October a much more festive month as the world still heals from the last few years, making all festivities seem a little more dull and sad. So... You still have plenty of time to bombard us on social media at keep it weird cast with comments, likes and tags or join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash keep it podcast to be in the running for some really cool giveaways. Uh, we usually take the first week of November to suss out the winners and stuff. So hopefully by next weekend we'll be contacting those of you who won. Also, next week's episode is technically another Halloween gift. Myself and my BFF from childhood, Natalie, who is our guest for our food episodes, will be doing a paranormal investigation of my childhood home. And Joe right, might I'm freaking join. Wait. Joey, will you join oh, for a little kidding. bit?
2: Joey is uh, currently uh, in the middle of deliberation. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. That's fair. Well, anyways, I hope to have it out on Friday, November 4th, but those episodes do take a lot of work as well, so it's possible that it's a little late. But it's coming. I promise. Your Halloween present is coming. So uh, thank you as well, Joey, for joining us today. We loved having you and creeping you out with our stories. Such
2: a blast. Oh, such good stories today and always Always so fun to chat with you, lovely gals. Oh wow, he's so
1: we love sweet. Love it. He's so Jeff sweet. Myers, my father, always says his favorite episodes are with the three of us because he loves the dynamic of mm-hmm. us usually just trying to anger Joe <laughs> <laughs> with our stories. And today we're just and then to scare Joe them. taking the bait and reacting to it. Yeah, today was just good old scaring, and you had a lot of great insight into the stories yeah. we were reading. So it was, it, it was just perfection.
2: Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you, and and thank you to your wonderful listeners and your Keep It Weird Army, your your terrific people. They're thank weirdos. you all.
0: Thank yeah. you,
1: weirdos. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween,
0: guys. Happy we love Halloween. you. And keep it weird. Hey. Happy Halloween, weirdos. Keep it weird.